How to make your sermon series memorable, The Flourishing Factor, coming up here on the Better Sundays podcast at reachkeep.com. Welcome to the Better Sundays podcast, focused, practical, and usable advice for church leaders looking to reach new young families and impact their community. Well, howdy, howdy, howdy. Mike Holmes here, not in studio, but on the road. And I want to spend a few moments with you uh, in our final portion of our little series on how to do a sermon series. Today, we're going to talk about how to make that sermon series stick, how to make it memorable, how it's going to affect your people's lives and cause them to grow. And I'm very excited about this entire series, the things we've covered from, you know, the promotion. We had some good feedback on the uh, how to promote your sermon series, the idea of building your titles and your subtitles, how to do all of that. Uh, the third one we did had to do with the graphics and you know moder- uh, you know music and putting all those things together. And so it's been a great uh, little run here. Uh, make sure that you watch all five of these. The first one, of course, is you know why or how really should you uh, do a sermon series? Uh, we kind of get into the how and details, but why you should do it and what, why they work so well. So anyway, I am on the road. I uh, apologize for my sound quality, probably not up to speed here. Um, but we've got to get the message out to you, and I'm very excited about it. So, hey, let's uh, continue on with our sermon series here. Uh, we talked about how to promote it, but this is probably what I call sort of the flourishing factors, how to get people to really flourish and grow from your sermons. There's always response to a sermon series. Um, you know, each individual sermon, whether it's people that, you know, raise a hand or come forward, make a decision or, you know, make some personal type of commitment. Many of the series that we do have, uh, you know, physical things tied to them. If you're, you know, wanting to go help people or visit people or do this or do that, you know, we'll have a sign up sheet after the sermon and you can do what we just talked about. If you talk about servant uh, evangelism, uh, there's many of ways to uh, create service service opportunities in your local church and just right after church your service is over just sign people up and and help and that really helps kind of get people going uh, in in the growth aspect because they've done it so but I think probably one of the most important things and I've emphasized this over and over to make it memorable is to uh, just to really focus on making it uh, just really special in the first place so that it is a well-prepared and built up in a very you know, exciting, comprehensive, all tied together uh, kind of a thought process and not just a, something that popped into your mind at the last moment or, you know, something that you studied at the last moment, but you have got promotion out on this, you got literature out on this, it's well done. I think of the, kind of the idea of a Thanksgiving dinner, and I can recall many of them at my parents' house, uh, some of the wonderful moments that we had there, and all the preparation went into the turkey, and my mom would do ham sometimes, and we had stuffing and this green bean stuff that she made and I always like the sweet potato stuff with the crunchy things on the top of it and just remember sitting around and the table was decorated so well and everybody kind of came in from out of town and it was a well anticipated event and the anticipation ahead of time is what created the memories afterwards and this is probably one of the most important things just to remember that you have to preach with passion and you have to really put a lot of 
preparation into these things. Uh, my mom probably microwaved a burrito for me once or twice in my life or took me to McDonald's to get a, a little cheeseburger, but I don't have a lot of memories of that, and I don't they weren't wouldn't be fond memories in the first place um, because it was just something that was kind of quick and put together and it sort of drive through. And this is the idea again that as you do a sermon series and you work on a sermon series and you get all this ready ahead of time, your people know that you have a passion for it and they are going to not only attend and bring visitors and, and get into it, but they are going to remember it and it is going to stick in their hearts longer because it has been a well-prepared and well-thought-out thing. So uh, no microwave sermons uh, anymore. We're done with those. We need to have some good hearty meat uh, and potatoes type of stuff that takes some good preparation. Now there are other services in the week and we're primarily talking about Sunday morning services for this. There are other uh, times in the week when you can have you know smaller sermons or, or you know not necessarily tied to series but you can have Bible studies a lot of different uh, type of things that can be n not have the preparation but for your Sunday morning we want to reach our community we want to change our world we want to impact our people we want to kind of launch them it's sort of a launch type of an, a, a mentality you want to be really well prepared and not just be uh, you know thinking things up at the last you know Saturday night uh, uh, prep type thing. So let me give you a couple other things that help it to really last long. One of the things that we do in every one of our sermons, and you can go back and read uh, this or, or catch this in our YouTube channel on this uh, particular channel that we have, uh, we have a bunch of things on how to do how to do sermon notes, how to do fill in the blank sermon notes. We find that fill in the blank sermon notes keep it memory here better. All right, they, a short pencil better than a long memory. It sticks in their head, and we also have on every one of our notes that we have we write questions about the sermon that they can take home we call them take home questions or growth group questions and they can take those questions and they can read through those questions and it really will help them to uh, develop and to mature um, we use these questions and not only to encourage people you know to kind of go through them on their own and look up this verse and how does that you know go with the verse that, that was in point three and you know that that kind of thing what are several ways we can apply you know point number two uh, in in your life what are some ways that this would uh, what would this look like in your life you know those kind of questions where people kind of really put the application to it um, not only do we do this just so they can take home and do it, but we do this in our midweek, and we have several midweek Bible studies that where we go over the sermon notes and discuss these questions that are there. And it really, really is a great way to get people involved in Bible study real easily because they've heard the sermon and now they come and they answer some of the questions and talk about the application of the particular verses and this verse and that verse. So we write those questions out and I've given several samples of those uh, in the past. Uh, when you look at our, uh, go back to our YouTube video on sermon notes, how to do fill in the blank sermon notes, uh, you'll be able to find some examples of some of that. So creating Bible studies after or about your sermon are really an effective way to do this. These can be done midweek, they can be done, I've actually done Bible studies right after the Sunday morning service. It's like if you're interested in learning more about this topic, uh, we're going to play a few songs and people are going to kind of be dismissed, but after about 10 minutes I'm going to be over in this corner here and i got a couple tables set up and we are going to have a Bible study 
on that particular verse. And I want to go through and give you a little bit more. And you'd be surprised how many people stick around for uh, things like that because they want to grow and they want to learn. And they, uh, a lot of them have kids and they got to get home and all that. But you, you do start to catch some fish. And if we're going to disciple people, we want to be as effective as possible. We, this is what causes them to flourish is when we are really integrating ourselves and integrating everything together and making them grow. So a couple of other things that we have used to help the uh, Bible studies kind of, or the sermon series kind of last longer, is we would have like a, a th- the main theme of a ser- of the series, you know, um, might be on, um, you know, patience or, you know, growing through trials or whatever. We try to come up with a couple real simple statements that are very memorable, and we try to put those in front of the people in several ways. Uh, so, for example, uh, I wrote one down here that we did, um, trials perfect patience. And that was a that was part of a sermon, and at the end it was like let's all say this together: trials perfect patience, you know. And we talked about how we grow and how we get we are our patience and our maturity comes through trials, and we mature uh, through those things. So you can take those three words: trials perfect patience, and you can put them in a little banner type box and put that in your bulletin. And so uh, you know, always remember: trials perfect patience. Your bulletin just doesn't have to be announcements. It can be declarations as well about your core values. So you put a little thing, trials perfect patience, and you can put that on the screen if you have a screen there and, you know, remember this. And, you know, you can put the verse up there, James chapter 1 verse 2 and blah, blah, blah. And then remember, you know, here it is child's perfect patience and you post that throughout the year and people will remember your sermon from way back and the things that they grew on so when, when people coming into our service we have our screen going with many pictures of our youth programs and kids events and all that but we also have many what we call declarations or our core values on the on the uh thing so it'd be like Sinclair Baptist believes in community engagement I mean that's all it would say and have a picture of us doing something in the community maybe at the county fair or handing out some tracks or doing some street things Um, but we would have that Sinclair believes this trials perfect patience and you get to minister to people before the sermon even starts they get to see that as they're sitting there waiting uh, for the service to come we did one a while back where it was all about joseph and the temptations and all that and we had a little statement that we came up with with when we were preparing the sermon series and the statement became the summary of the entire thing we did a kids program on it we did all sorts of stuff and it was uh, the statement was basically this don't give in run from sin and so we do with our children we kind of came up with a thing where the parents would say it you know don't give in and the kids would say run from sin and they would do kind of like a you know the fist bump don't give in boom run from sin and we kind of created that then uh, everybody started doing it so they remember that they it, this was years ago and they still remember uh that's that statement don't give in run from sin and the fist bump. Then we also uh, created a nice little plaque that said, don't give in, run from sin, printed up on our, our color printer. And we went down to the thrift store and bought a whole bunch of you know cheap little frames like that and put them in frames. And we gave them to every person in the service that was there. 
And I go to people's houses today and they still have hanging on their wall, don't give in, run from sin. This is a great way to keep these sermons kind of sticky. If you're going to get people to flourish, your sermons are going to have long lasting effect and you want to do everything you can. And again, the idea of just being passionately preparing it uh, from the beginning is really what kind of gets it going. Uh, you know, the idea of, of creating questions and answers and discussion groups all based around it where you can have that. And then using some of these little devices, you know, uh, like say the little plaques and little you know, declaration statements in your bulletin. Uh, we do that all the time. It's just an excellent way to remind people of some of the things that we have taught. We want to continue to remind them. So I wanted to share that with you. If you did not get the sermon series planner uh, that goes along with this, uh, it is available. It is a like 21 or 31 steps of how to plan and all the different ideas. Just kind of a cheat sheet to help you remember how to plan a sermon in areas that you may not have thought about, promotion things, whiteboards and bulletin boards and sermon, you know, declarations, all that. All of those things um, are available or that entire sheet is available at reachkeep.com slash planner. Um, and also this sermon series, little series that we have done is part of a bigger thing that we're doing, the pastor, the preacher in the pulpit. And it's sort of our podcast series we're doing, but it really is going to culminate with the the nine fundamentals of pastoral preaching, which is a major product that we are uh, coming out. And it is a coaching network type thing where you and I can sit down and talk about how you can be a better preacher as a pastor not just a better preacher but how pastors can preach better because there are many things that have to do with just preaching in and of itself that don't have anything to do with pastoring but most of you that have been on our podcast and watch this are tied to pastoral ministry and you preach different when you're a pastor <coughs> excuse me we have to we have to figure out how we are going to be the most effective that we possibly can be and I am here to help you with some of that. I've got many, many years of speaking, uh, both as a preacher and as a pastor, and I can tell you there's a lot of difference between those. So we have the nine fundamentals of pastoral preaching, and we'll be going through and making that available. If you're interested in that, uh, we have a kind of a wait list uh, that you can sign up on, and it is just real simple to get to. It's reachkeep.com slash preaching and just go to reachkeep.com slash preaching and we'll get you uh, on the list and when things are available uh, we'll be able to open it up and let you know if uh, we'll have room in our our coaching network for that so uh, anyway thank you so much for being with us here and i'm glad i was able to spend a little time technologically on the road it's amazing how um how technology works in this day but we're grateful for every bit of it so thanks for being with us here at the better sundays podcast at reachkeep.com <laughs>